Hello, and welcome to Conspiracy Say What? Unless you've been here before, and then also welcome you to. Uh, we are the show that talks about mysteries and conspiracies, and they chose to let me do the opening, so that is their fault. And that's a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Cameron. I'm Allie. <laughs> I'm Jackie. And I'm Serena. Uh, we're on the third part of JFK. We are going even further into the shit show that is this presidential, uh, slightly legal assassination. Uh, <laughs> It may not be legal, but it wasn't It wasn't illegal. Listen, it's just weird. It's just weird that no one thought about that. That no one thought maybe it should be a crime to assassinate the leader maybe of our country. Maybe thought it was just like fine to be under the umbrella of murder. I guess. It still seems like something that should be more specific. Or maybe they were really optimistic. I think, I, I think it was like one of those... <laughs> We'd already had one assassinated. But it wouldn't happen. Really? Oh, yeah. Because I was going to say, it's one of those things, it's like, you know how they'll put something on something that's like, don't do this to a baby. Don't put a baby in a dishwasher. And you're like, whoa, someone had to do that for them to put that on there. <laughs> Maybe that kind of thing. But yeah, you're right. They did that already. The JFK assassinations. Putting a baby in a dishwasher. <laughs> um, anyway, we've gone over a whole bunch of stuff. And honestly, I'm not going to list it here. Uh, go listen to the other two episodes. You want to list it? Okay. You, the, we got the, the real official highlights. story. We got the Warren report. We talked about LGB. LGB. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> Whoa there. LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson. Uh, we talked about the magic bullet theory and all that funny stuff. Mm. Um, lots of CIA. We talked about the mob, uh, UFOs, because of course, aliens. Um, and then we talked about how the bodyguard probably did it. And it was friendly fire, maybe the driver, more likely the bodyguard. Yeah. And here we are. See, that wasn't too long. I would still be so disappointing to be the bodyguard and be like, I'll save you. Whoops. <laughs> 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 Oh, man. Nobody saw that. <laughs> uh, anyway, to start this one off, we're going to talk about something that we've kind of alluded to, kind of brought up, I think, a couple times, maybe, uh, is, which is the grassy knoll. The grassy knoll. The I kind of hate knoll. saying that, the, these like, succession of words over and over again. The yeah. grassy knoll. For those that don't know, uh, if you look at kind of this whole setup, just to remind people that have listened to the previous episodes or maybe people that are just joining in for this one, I don't know why you're doing that. Go listen to the other ones. But there is a road that runs through, there's a park on either side, there's a hill on one side, and that's on the same side of the, as the building that Oswald supposedly shot from. So that's where that grassy knoll is. And it's all right before he would have gone underneath the underpass, which is where he would have actually, in theory, been safe, most likely. So he wouldn't have taken that headshot. Important things to consider here. Uh, so the House Committee originally ignored a lot of things that the Warren Commission then found. So there were reports of two gunmen by multiple witnesses. There were reported four gunshots, not three uh, which was the Warren Commission's issue because they reported that there were three gunshots and at one point had reported that there were two gunshots. So they really were not about the whole four gunshot thing. Just wasn't really in the realm of what they wanted to talk about. Uh, JFK was hit twice out of four bullets and from two directions. Those are the main points of the grassy knoll. If you watch the video as I have done over and over, I've watched this man die more than anyone really should. Um, That's sad. super fun. Yeah. So one bullet comes from behind him, which seems to be very clear. The other bullet, 
and then it makes like an S pattern. Uh, the other bullet comes in from the front, which also seems to be very clear. Front side, like a little off to the side. Northeast, if you will. Or at the very sure. least, you know, the skull is blown backwards. So. Yes, that's a huge part of it is his head pops backwards, yes. which there'd be no reason for that. And then Jackie so kindly tries to res- retrieve that piece of skull for him. I just don't even, I want to be like, why would you do that? But at the same time, maybe you are in that situation. Like we can put it back. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, maybe you just think like, even have some clue. I don't know. He lost like a, a piece of his watch or something. Like, I don't know. So going into it, why do people think that someone shot from the grassy knoll beyond the visuals? Actually, the majority of the evidence that was found by the House Committee was because of the acoustics of everything. This goes much, much, much deeper scientifically than we are actually going to go into. But I just want to say that the acoustics are the biggest reason why the House Committee actually believes that he was assassinated from the grassy knoll. That was the kill shot. Essentially, the easiest way to go into this is the witnesses. There were tons of witnesses that said that the shots did not just come from the building side. They also came from the hill. So that's where all of this starts. They then looked at the footage. They looked at any recordings that they had, and they determined with quite a bit of certainty, about 95%, that there was gunfire from two different spots. So There's multiple witnesses on the on the little hill itself yeah. that said that they thought they heard something like from behind them or nearby or like... And mm. we talked about the Zapruder film. That is one that was part of their whole evidence. It's not only visual, but also uh, the guy who filmed the Zapruder film. That is the guy who also gave a witness report that the shots came from behind him. So those are really, really big. And again, something that goes even deeper into this is that some people try and claim, oh, they heard an echo, but they actually don't say all of the shots came from the hill. They say that some of the shots came from the hill, some of the shots came from the building. So they're not thinking about echoes. This is not actually like unreliable witness testimony because they're pretty confident in what they heard. I watched an interview with one guy. Actually, I think, Ali, you watched this one with me. But this guy was being interviewed and the person interviewing him said, okay, so you heard all of the shots from the hill. And he went, yes. And he went, no, 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 no. I heard a shot from the building. I heard a shot from the hill. So they are clear in what they heard. Um, So that's a huge part of this. It's... It just, it very much adds to the mysterious nature of this whole thing. Um, I feel feel like also it adds to the whole like witnesses were often being ignored or like shushed up that they like didn't really. Yeah. And like we already talked about how they, they smelled gun smoke too, like near Mm -hmm. the motorcade. Yeah. And if that happened in the building, like, yeah, there's no way to smell it. Right. The building. And to go further into this, this is not actually part of the witness testimony because they wouldn't have known this, but inside of the building, police never found four shells. They found three, which is why the Warren commission was intent on the fact that there were only three shots, even though there was definite, there were definitely four shots because there was enough witness testimony. The thing with this thing is they actually tested the audio, right? And they hear four They tested the audio audio. from multiple sources and they also, they found the witnesses to be reliable. The House Committee on Assassinations, which was then pulled apart after they found this, uh, they found this to be 95% certain. So that's a pretty heavy amount of certainty. Whereas the Warren Commission looked at this for like six months and they were like, "Mm, we're just going to ignore the fact that there was a fourth gunshot. Which is what they did. Among other things. Yeah. So they only found three bullets for four shots, which is already not a great, that's not a great place to be in for the Warren Commission. 
Um, but this leads directly into the biggest point that we kind of brought up, which is two hits from two different directions. If you watch the video, it is impossible for anyone watching that to think that the second bullet that hit him came from behind him. It just, the way he moves his head, it's just not really possible. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, it's not really something that I've ever understood, to be honest. It just doesn't look like it at the end of the day. Yeah, um, yeah and again, like I said, like, so a piece of his skull blows backwards. Yeah, the only thing that they've tried to say to explain this, which also doesn't make sense if you look at the layout of the road, the road curves, just for everyone to know, but it curves in a way to where he actually would have been pulling away from Oswald if Oswald was in the building, rather than pulling around in a way where he would have been able to hit his temple. So some people have tried to explain it by saying the bullet came into the temple, which caused his head to go sideways. However, if you watch it, his head clearly goes back. Very, very clearly. Now there's also autopsy evidence that shows that supposedly autopsy evidence that the House Committee saw, which we have not seen as the public, um, that's part of what's blocked right now, but that shows that there actually was an exit wound at the back of his head, which mm -hmm. would prove mm -hmm. that he was shot from the front. So, yeah, that's another thing that we are missing, obviously. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we get that information. So do you think that if they don't release everything, there'll be another release date sometime? Mm -hmm. Probably. I think, it, I think it said that if they say no again, then for some reason it gets pushed to like 2030. So oh. we just, and if it gets pushed 2030, they're just gonna forever push it. Yeah. It just will be something that we never see in our lifetime. I don't really know why they why they don't have to show it, to be honest, for like the Freedom of Information Act, but whatever. I don't really. Mm. Yeah, if they do that, That's I'm calling y'all in 10 years and I'm like, follow up episode. I just, yes. what <laughs> could be in there that is so. That's so damning that they can't right. release it. I, I really want to say something with like the bodyguard because that would be like the national security. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. killed our own president. I mean, even yeah. so, though, we talked about this last episode. It has been 60 years. What could be a threat to national security? Most I mean, I feel like dead. I feel like <laughs> LBJ. If, if he did it, it would just show so much corruption within our own he government. He died 50 years ago, though. I know, but that, the, corru the corruption in the government is still so... It is. I mean... But do you really think it would pose like, a threat to national security? I think it might pose a threat to the old men that are still in office. That's the only mm -hmm. thing that I can think of. Because there were a lot of men that would have been, had ties to those other men. In just in terms of how they would have overlapped eventually, not that they would have been around for the JFK That's assassination. True. There must be but there is still overlap. Connected. Yeah. I mean, look at Biden. Biden's ancient. Biden probably has connections to people <laughs> that had connections to this, and that's mm -hmm. just the reality of it. I'm sure Trump probably did too. We know Trump's family has ties to the mafia, so there's a good chance that he also has ties to things mm, like that. So maybe it was the mafia, and you know. that's also another thing. Is maybe. That's what it is. The um, runs the country. Yeah. <laughs> but other than the temple being hit, which is really just such a crapshoot and doesn't really make a lot of sense, but we've never seen the autopsy, so it's hard to say. I will yeah, say the, the video. I will say the video doesn't look like it hits his temple. It looks like it hits his temple from the front, maybe, but not from the side. But the only way this is possible, if you throw out the Warren Commission, which I think is fair to do at this point, regardless <laughs> of what you believe. Oh yeah, we immediately uh, we're just gonna crash. Even if you don't think this is a conspiracy. <laughs> To not admit that the Warren Commission did not do their job is just idiotic. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. they didn't do what they were supposed there's to do. There's a reason that you're in the minority if you don't believe there's a conspiracy yes. here. Yeah. And I did I did just learn something really interesting about the Warren Commission. I'm not sure if this is a good time to, to talk about it. But the, so there is a New York attorney who challenged the findings of that commission. Uh, 
who ended up having KGB ties. So, I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean... I definitely thought you were going to be like, who ended up mysteriously I'm dying. That's what I was waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> that is interesting. He did die Go. when he was 89. <laughs> oh, 89. Okay. But did he say just, anything just strange on his deathbed? Like, if only they would have let me tell the truth. <laughs> Oswald didn't do it. <laughs> So going back around, so the only way that this shot could have hit the front of his head from the direction and the angle that it looks like it did would have been from the grassy knoll. Uh, We know that no one was on the overpass because we have enough witness testimony to prove that nobody was up there with a gun. It's probably very obvious, like a single person up there that's like, (laughs) yeah, I would hope that would be obvious. (laughs) Oh, man. so it would have had to have come from that. Um, as we talked about, the road curves away from the building that Oswald was supposedly in, so that just doesn't work. It just You can look at a map for yourself and decide, I guess, but it just doesn't work physics-wise. Okay, so one of the things, and you'll see this in the newsletter, uh, is, so this is something we've kind of brought up, but I think it's really important, like you go look at the newsletter when we put it up, to see the actual image that we have in our outline of the shot that Oswald would have had to have taken in order to God. hit that second shot. <laughs> Are you serious? You can't even tell there was a car That there. is That is from the Warren the Commission's report. That's from reading. after this happened. They decided- so the was there then. They decided that he shot him after looking at this image. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> There's a reason why the House Committee came back and was like, no. So Absolutely not. Let's just describe this real quick, right? So there's this photo within the viewfinder circle. There is a huge ass tree, and then kind of the shadow of the car behind the tree. It's you can't far see away. anything in the car. Yeah. So I don't know how you would differentiate even Nothing which one is specific. Jared. Yeah, and this picture that we put up one hell of a lucky shot twice. Yeah. Yeah, twice. And this picture that we put up is from the area. It's from the building that they think he shot out of, from the window that they're pretty positive he shot out of based on where the gun was. Mm -hmm. And also, this is the tree that was in the way. There's just a tree in the way. There's just- Was it? Wow. Well, was this in November? Like, is this a tree that had leaves? They did the, They did this, like, investigation right after. Tree? From what I can understand, this is one of the photos that they went back and recreated. I mean, regardless, it is kind of a big tree. So they, even if it was naked, it would Even if this way. is just branches. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, the idea that you even miss the branches yeah. in general is absurd. Well, it's, it's absurd that you even take the shot. Like, yeah. why did you go to that window? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Call me crazy. Uh, we'll put it in the newsletter. If you want to see that one, I highly recommend it because that's the only place you're probably going to find that photo specifically. I had to watch a very long video to find that photo in the way that I did. So what a lot of people think is that there was a second gunman as a backup plan. This is kind of where you get into it a bit more of like the why and the how. Now, most likely what it sounds like, whether or not Oswald was involved, that's up to a lot of different people's speculation. I know different people believe different things. I know I believe different things than a lot of people do. But even if Oswald was involved, there had to have been a second gunman, either as a backup or just as the original planned. Most likely it was as a backup, because as we've seen, it takes quite a while to reload the gun and then fire again. You have a very, very, very low chance of hitting that target again, even if you are a KGB sniper, which we'll get into. But it's, it's one of those things that just seems like 
it's it's hard to look at and not think this was a plan unless some guy just had a rifle and he was like i got you <laughs> like oh we're doing this all right all right <laughs> but like this wasn't the wild west so i'm going to say that i doubt that now this conspiracy that's like the basis of this conspiracy it's all based on acoustics it's all based on witness testimony it's based on the fact that they could smell another gun it's based on the fact that they heard gunshots from two different directions and they are they were strong on that stance. They yeah, were not wavering on that. Like multiple witnesses saying that is pretty yeah. hard to dispute. Exactly. Now, there are some people that take this a bit further. Now, one of my favorite shows uh, ever was on Netflix. Unfortunately, only got one season, but it's called Dark Tourist. I love it to death. In that, he goes to talk to someone who runs a tour for this area. There are multiple tour guides for the JFK assassination. It's really weird and morbid. It's very strange. Uh, but one of these guys believes that there was not one gunman, but he believes essentially hundreds, basically, like what? when you really look at it. So this old man who drives like around. Everyone's is, a suspect. He, Everyone he will, was just shot at him. He will drive you around the same area. Like flash dance for, for shooting. Oh my God. <laughs> he will drive you oh around no. the same area where JFK got shot in a Lincoln as well. So he will drive you around in the same car. That way you can really get a feel for what it's like to have, you know, be the president in that situation just without the gun. But he believes that the government had set up multiple agents all across the city in multiple windows all across the city, including on the grassy knoll as well. And he believes that if that person hadn't taken that shot, then somebody else would have. But I, if that's true, if that were even remotely true, I really wish that that person on the grassy knoll would have missed. Because then a bunch of windows just fire at once. Oh my and God, I think yeah, that would true. have been incredible. That was just an overzealous tour guide, though. Oh, yeah. I, I watched no, that, it too. Is. And this is just, just like, there's a gunman over there. There's listen, a gunman over there. There's one over there. Listen, like, we are a mystery show, but conspiracy is in the name. So I got to dive deep into like the conspiracy <laughs> and like the worst part of the conspiracy world. But I just think it is a fun idea that there's not two shooters. There's like a hundred of them. There's just, just like every just single waiting. Person. The whole crowd is a shooter. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone That's why they diverted to that route. Because the, all of the actual spectators were going to be on the original one. And they're like, let's go this way. <laughs> no reason. Don't this worry is, about this it. Look at all these really excited people ready to see the president. <laughs> I was just going to say, so the biggest thing to remember here is that there were definitely, there was definitely a gunman in the building. Whether or not that was Oswald is still in dispute and it probably forever will be unless those papers prove otherwise. But there was definitely one gunman in the building. Whatever happened, he shot three times. He missed two. And then after he missed two, the other gunman fired. That's the idea behind the grassy knoll. That's where it's they very, very like important. gave him a couple chances to hit. Yeah. And the crowd was the most important factor in that. They were also important in other ways. Mm. Yes. Speaking of the crowd, <laughs> um, in the Zapruder film, um, and actually in multiple other pieces of evidence, there is one dude that sticks out in particular, and he's kind of referred to as the Umbrella Man, because it was like a sunny day, and everyone's dressed normally, and then there's just this one guy in like a huge black trench coat with an umbrella and he's the only one with an umbrella in the entire crowd and so everyone's like that's sus as fuck it did come like we did track down the guy so we know his name is louis stephen witt and he was standing right there where the shots came from he was wearing a black coat and he was holding up an umbrella he opened it up 
and like pumped the umbrella and then spun it clockwise like moments before Kennedy was shot, which is like a weird coincidence and also seems like very specific movement. Is this based on witness testimony or is there like video? Both. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Lots so he was there. Too. Like you can see him on the video do this. And um, right after Kennedy is shot, he then sits on the sidewalk next to another man. And then he gets up and he walks towards the book depository. So there's a few like speculations on what this guy was doing there. One idea is that um, this one's a quote. So the, the umbrella symbolized Kennedy's refusal to provide a covering umbrella, quote unquote, of air support during the CIA's failed Bay of Pigs invasion in Cuba. And the term had been widely used and the significance of the raised umbrella would have been instantly understood by Kennedy. So basically it was like sending a message like right before he was shot and he was supposed to know like, you know, like one of those like, this is why we're killing you. Boom. <laughs> or he was from the future. He knew. Mm. Or he was just British and he was like, it's going to rain, you guys. <laughs> He's American. That's that a you fact. think, yeah. That we know. <laughs> I mean, um, it, it is a little weird that a man is holding an umbrella on a very well, clear day. It's even more weird that he's wearing a big ass trench coat on a fucking hot day. Like, yeah. I guess maybe not super hot, but like, definitely not for a trench coat. It was in Texas. So yeah. Like, <laughs> There's nothing less conspicuous than a trench coat when it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> and a huge black umbrella when yeah. nobody yeah. else has one. Yeah. Um, there's another theory that he shot a poison dart at JFK to immobilize him enough for Oswald or whatever shooter to shoot, kill yes, him. Yes, from like the tip of the umbrella? Yeah. Hell yes! <laughs> but that doesn't make any sense to me because it's not like he was moving so much. The most he was doing was like queen waving, you know? He yeah. spun his umbrella. He's just it was good from at one of the what sides. he's doing. It was actually, so it was actually in every edge of the umbrella. So when he spun it, it sent out like 12 of them. <laughs> Remember he spoke. <laughs> Every spoke was a poison dart. Yeah. Now that's a theory. I mean, to be fair, JFK on the first shot does do exactly what every single person in a movie does when they get hit by a dart. They just like that. And, like, yeah. Hold their he neck. Grabs his neck. Yeah. And, like, and oh Jackie leans over to be like, the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's one theory. Um, this other one is one that Jackie told me the other day. <laughs> the other theory is that the umbrella was the gun itself. And... <laughs> He, but like the problem with that one is he's standing on the other side of the grassy knoll. Mm -hmm. So like the angle for that one really doesn't, doesn't work. work at all. Right. Maybe um, he was like the signal. Maybe the same that, that is another yeah. one. Oh, okay. One of the main ones that he was just like a signal man, which is like why this very specific, he opens the umbrella, hoists it really high over his head, then turns it Spins like one it, yeah. turn. And you're very ways. obvious to be standing it's up. It's just like, so specific. Hey, what's up? Yeah. And he's right there where the shots are gonna hit him so it's kind of like because he raises the umbrella when the car comes around the corner and they turn the clockwise and then like seconds later kennedy's hit and it's kind of an easy like escape to be like oh it's uh, the umbrella coverage the cia it was just it was a it was a it was a protest that is what the guy said but they didn't question him or he actually he came in for a voluntary hearing but not until like 15 years later it was in like <laughs> 1975 or something so did they know him like initially did they ever talk to him as like a witness for the shooting? No, that he never came up in the original investigations, either of the ones that they did. Mm. Um, but he, so why go to him fifteen years later? Just because they saw him. There was like speculation, and he found out eventually that there was speculation that he had something to do with it. And he's like, "Well, fuck!" I apparently he was like, "I didn't tell them that I didn't do it or something." So he went in for a hearing, and he basically just said that the umbrella was a protest that was badly timed. 
I'll say. He was actually protesting JFK's father because it was meant to protest his appeasement policies. So I guess basically the umbrella is a reference to uh, this guy named Neville Chamberlain. And he was nicknamed the Umbrella Man. And prior to the Second World War, he had advocated for making concessions to the Nazis to try and avoid conflict. So basically, this guy is like anti-Nazi, I guess. And so what he's went saying. Protest. So what he's saying is he's comparing JFK to the man who went to anti-conflict. That's what it sounds like to me. Hmm. Sounds like he's protesting JFK's anti-conflict stance. Is like this Cuba. person still alive? He, no, he died in 2014. Okay. I was like, man, he could make such a TikTok of like, <laughs> remember this bad day that I had where I accidentally signaled to kill the president? Like, Yeah, basically, he was like, I guess in the hearing, he was like, if there was a Guinness Book of World Records record for like being in the wrong place at the wrong time, <laughs> and <laughs> I would win. A lot of this stems from racism, too, this conspiracy theory, because he sits down next to a man who has a dark complexion. Mm. which is just part of this. Mm. Uh, also a man who supposedly gets up and either is stuffing his shirt into his pants or he's stuffing a radio into his back pocket. Right. So, stuffing what? A radio into his back pocket. <laughs> is that a radio in your pocket or you just have <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's basically the thing with the Umbrella Man. It does seem like a really bad coincidence really bad coincidence to especially to like be like spinning the umbrella moments before like he's like, putting on a show like he basically yeah, he was really drawing that he was yeah. it was like supposed to be like heckling the president but like yeah he accidentally heckled the president as he was dying so yeah <laughs> so he true, won then yeah that's, that's right <laughs> <laughs> he was the last protest jfk ever saw true yeah that's unfortunate that's kind of a win in a way. It is. I think it is. I think you kind of accomplished your goal. Mm-hmm. You're like, if you don't do this, then you're going to mess everything up. Well, I think the only the theory that works with this one is the signaling thing because of like how specific his movements seem to be. I do really wish it was the dart one, though. It would be amazing. <laughs> but it would it would work if he's like across the street from the grassy knoll, right? And if there is another gunman on the grassy knoll, he could have been like, all right, like here it is. Position. Yeah, that would yeah. make sense with the three shots fired from the building, too, is that the grassy knoll gunman was waiting for a signal in order to know that they were allowed to fire. Yeah, or maybe like he's hiding a weapon. You don't want to just be holding that thing out. Yeah, and going back to the mafia, there were claims that the mob had multiple people in the crowd there and that actually a lot of the innocent civilians that you see are actually mobsters and they were just preparing for this, so it's possible that one of them was there to signal another for the grassy knoll. And again, there are multiple people with mob connections that claim that that did happen. So, mm-hmm. not the signaling, but that it was the mob that did mm-hmm. it. So. True. What's next? Alright, let's talk about the cute gun buddies. Otherwise known as the KGB. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, for those who don't know what the KGB stands for, I just told you. Um, anyway, <laughs> no, it stands for something in Russian. But really, really? It really just means the committee that does things. So anyway, the KGB is the Russian version of the FBI, but they're a lot scarier because they've made a lot more people disappear. Either that or the FBI is better at it, and we don't know that fact. Uh, yeah, you know, could be either, either way. Really. Maybe the KGB is the FBI, and the FBI is just the KGB, and it's just one conglomerate corporation that controls the world, but we're going to get into that in a minute. Um, the FBI say <laughs> that they never killed anyone? That was the CIA. Does it? Yeah, the FBI's killed people. They were they were run by Nixon for a while. We all know that. All right. Anyway. Well, I just want to talk about this guy, Mark Lane. Okay. So Mark Lane was a New York attorney, as I mentioned before. 
Uh, he liked to investigate like civil rights stuff as well as Vietnam War crimes. And there's a lot of those. And he um, he's best known, this is what it says on Wikipedia, that he's best known as a researcher, author, and conspiracy theorist of the assassination uh, of JFK. Yeah, Ooh, all right. I love Which, when they're labeled as conspiracy yeah, theorists. Like, yeah, that's, like, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, either they're really crazy or they know something that they don't Yeah, usually I feel like it's like a... It's a nice little tag to be like, oh, conspiracy theorists. Like, oh, because they said something that you didn't want them to say once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, although... I'm not really sure exactly it, how trustworthy he is, but I'll let the listener decide. Uh, so he applied to be to represent Oswald uh, in the in the trial, but the Warren Commission rejected him. And then, um, but he so he still continued to try and find clues that Oswald was innocent. He was very invested. In why? Why? I think because he just had like a, he he was like he kind of had the savior complex, you know. He was like a civil rights activist. I'm not. Um, yeah. I'm not exactly sure why he was just super interested in JFK assassination in general, and he ended up writing multiple books about it. And I think he was just like a very uh, investigative person to begin with. Uh, he he said that, or so after Oswald's death, he also represented his mom and i think that i'm not really exactly sure what uh claims his mom made did it like oswald's mom yeah Mm -hmm. i don't even know she was involved yeah Yeah, why would she be involved i don't know she's trying to defend her son why didn't she why did they ask his wife like she was there (laughs) yeah i'm i honestly don't know anyways so he testified to the commission that the killer of the officer Tippett, a witness had described the killer as short a little heavy and bushy hair and that was not oswald's description at all and so i think that because oswald was only really charged with the with officer Tippett's murder and they couldn't get a confession out of him before Oswald died for JFK. I think that's kind of what he leaned into, trying to make him innocent based off of witness testimony. And then there were also some rumors about Mark Lane's relationship with the KGB, which uh, was revealed in some new files that they were that were released that he he had associations with a Soviet informant named Shamrock, which like has Shamrock. the word sham in it, but they haven't released all of the documents for it quite yet. So uh, I guess he has a book that's called Rush to Judgment, which was completely about the commission's sloppy work and how they they didn't fully complete it. And I think that that would be a very interesting read. And I just found out yeah. about it today, but I would I'll love put to it on the good reads. Yeah. What was it called? Rush to Judgment by Mark Lane. Oh, sorry. I. I forgot to add this, but Shamrock was actually a KGB informant for the CIA, which that to me doesn't make sense. But like, what is a, how is he both? Is he a double agent? Because I also said that he, Soviet informant. So was he informing the Soviets or was he informing the CIA? So it was a Shamrock shakeup. <laughs> it was a Shamrock shakeup. I'm really confused by this, by the whole thing, but it's just an interesting like tidbit because I hadn't heard anything about this attorney until today yeah that's really interesting and then i found like just the most random information about him and then i think that 
when I was reading just his Wikipedia page, the first thing under Vietnam War was that uh, Lane involved himself in several war crime inquiries. And so I'm like, did he commit war crimes? Was he the receiver of those inquiries? Like, I don't know how trusted this guy is, but it's something that you could look into more. Yeah. Yeah, and to kind of go further into that real quick, just to go into Margaret Oswald, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald's mother, Mm -hmm. uh, she apparently stepped to the forefront of everything once he died, but she was quickly kind of pushed aside because she didn't really have any real information. She watched like everyone else did Mm -hmm. the assassination of the president, so there's not really anything extra that she could add. She's basically just the mother of Oswald. Eventually... I feel like they like to do that, because I'm thinking of, like, Ted Bundy. Didn't they have his yeah. long time? Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. usually just like, was he a nice kid? And they're always like, of course! Best kid! I mean, so, you're talking to their mother. I mean, we'll he see, killed a couple of our cats, so it's fine. Here's the thing, though, that goes a little bit deeper into the Margaret Oswald thing, is going back to uh, Marina, who we've talked about before, we talked about her in the first wife, episode, right? which is his wife, uh-huh. right? So we talked about how originally she thought Oswald was guilty because she was told that there was a bunch of evidence. She found out months to years later that there wasn't a bunch of evidence, and she was like, oh my God, he's not guilty. Uh, so that's what she believed for the majority of her life. I don't know if she's actually still alive today, but that's what she's believed since that happened. But Margaret Oswald, on the other hand, she claimed outright her son was innocent and all these things. And she stepped to the forefront and she was violent. You say, well, duh. But actually, as it turns out, there is a thing with Margaret Oswald, which is that she was not close to Lee Harvey Oswald. Mm. She was not close with her son, according to Marina, who I actually would trust in this situation, probably. Just considering the other things she said, Mm. I think she's a pretty trustworthy person. She said that Margaret stepped to the forefront for one thing, and she said, quoted, money, money, money. Margaret stepped to the forefront because she wanted money off of Oswald's story. Mm. So was, she wanted interviews and books and movies and all of that. That was kind of a similar thing that I read about Mark Lane, is that he kind of wanted to be in on the action so that he could make money off of it. Yeah. And that's why he like wrote a book and stuff like that. Um, so yeah. that's, that's why I wasn't sure if it's something that I should trust. Yeah. Lee, also, Marina is still alive. She's 80 years old. Oh, okay. Well, that's wonderful. Then. Um, <laughs> I like Marina. Um, but uh, a man named John Pick, who is actually Lee Harvey Oswald's half-brother, he doesn't really pop up, so he didn't really say much during this whole time, he actually agreed with Marina. Uh, he thinks that his mother was overreacting to everything in order to get the spotlight and to get money. So Margaret Oswald is kind of a bastard. That's kind of mm-hmm. where we leave it. Sounds with her. like it. Yeah. So she claimed her son was innocent, but actually, the funniest thing I think is Marina is quoted as saying that if anything, she probably thinks her son is guilty. So Damn. yeah, she that's said she said she would say anything for money. So yeah, that's kind of a weird thing with this case, I guess. A very interesting thing with Margaret Oswald. Okay, so let's talk about the Warren Commission and their investigation and how there were ideas that maybe the KGB was involved. This is kind of a funny thing because the KGB also investigated at the same time the Warren Commission did. They actually investigated right after this happened because they were also curious as to how this happened because they didn't do it. So now they're curious who did because we have a huge political assassination. If one president of a a country this big can get assassinated in the 60s, especially during the space race, which was between like three people, the US, Russia, and China, that's it. It was between like those countries essentially at the time. So if he can get assassinated, who the fuck else can get assassinated? So the KGB also investigated. And they also wanted to clear their own name in some ways as well. 
So kind of just to go over, they did a very lengthy investigation. They did a lot of work. We brought up most of it. But just to kind of talk about what they went over, my favorite thing is essentially they came to the conclusion through a lot of testing that Oswald was too incompetent, their words. He was too incompetent to be the shooter. And not only was he too incompetent to be a shooter, they believed at the end of the day he was too incompetent to be a shooter at all. Like, they don't think that he was involved in this. They don't think that he had the mental fortitude to do it. They don't think he was smart enough with a gun to be able to do it. They didn't yeah, think he I could think do it. I think we mentioned in, last, mm-hmm. in the last episode where the KGB did their own research and all of their best marksmen couldn't, they couldn't do the same thing under even like the best circumstances yeah there is just no way to shoot a gun this gun that specific gun that fast and through a tree to a car that you can't see and hit you know a tiny target and they did it without moving targets yeah and they still were not able to be as accurate and as fast as lee harvey oswald who was not a good marksman supposedly was um, going into that, going into how the gun couldn't be fired at that rate, it essentially could only be fired at double the rate that the Warren Commission claimed. So that means that the gun could not have been fired as fast as they claimed that it was. Mm-hmm. To go into that, it's something that we didn't bring up last episode. We forgot to because we had actually talked about it before our last episode, I realized when I was listening back to the episode. Oswald had attempted an assassination. Uh, he had attempted an assassination on what I believe was like a U.S. general or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and he did this from the fence line of this man's home with the same gun that he supposedly, supposedly killed JFK with. He, in terms of the distance, in terms of the movement, this was point blank. Mm -hmm. He missed. He missed a gunshot from a fence line through a very clear window where the man stood still, which is according to the man's own witness account. He was standing still in front of the window when he noticed that he was being aimed at. Oswald fired and he missed. He went over the shoulder. So <laughs> he missed a gunshot with the same rifle from not even, I mean, like, we're talking like an eighth of the distance. What, why wasn't he in jail after that? Maybe that wasn't illegal either. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't find, I kept trying to look that up. Like, he why didn't he? I think it was that they couldn't necessarily prove it was him. It was only witness testimony, technically. Oh, so. Just as opposed to a. Now there is one that's hard, rock hard evidence. There's a very, very important fact with all of this, though, which is everyone says that he wanted to shoot JFK because of the whole, like, his beliefs in Cuba, and he was like a communist, like Oswald was a communist, right? However, the man that he actually tried to shoot had completely opposing views to JFK. Not only did he have opposing views, he actually did not support JFK. He was against him. Well, we've already talked about how even Oswald was like... Right. He well, liked a lot of JFKs. And Marina said that. She said that the only... night again To go back to that, she said the only nice thing she'd ever heard about JFK came from her husband. So it just adds to the weirdness of... He misses from like an eighth of the distance. He shoots at a man that has completely opposite ideals to what JFK's doing. And it just doesn't... I don't know. It just doesn't and make he sense. suddenly like gets good and is able to make the shots of a lifetime. Yeah. And essentially what we have with the KGB is they end up finding pretty much exactly what the House Committee on Assassinations ends Mm -hmm. up finding. There has got to be more than one shooter Mm -hmm. and that it wasn't Oswald, most likely. I I also want to throw in, uh, to go back to the Shamrock character, uh, he told the CIA and the FBI that after a long KGB study, they concluded that the president was killed by... A representation of a group of monopolists characterized by the military-industrial complex in the U.S. 
and and that they therefore planned his assassination to limit the his activities Mm -hmm. which is i think very interesting just to go into like the military industrial complex that that was their conclusion because that was another uh conspiracy that we had right yeah it was a little short one where it was just the military industrial complex planned it themselves Mm -hmm. but we didn't go into that I know we've we've missed. We can quite a few. If you really like the military industrial complex, I mean, we've kind of gone into it in some ways. The government's the government and how they handled things. What we do know is that the government is shady in this whole thing. But they are not necessarily the shadiest government in this whole thing. But the funniest thing is they're probably the most likely candidates is our own government. (laughs) But anyway, the last thing on the KGB. Oh yeah, there's um, there's this this theory that's saying that Oswald did do it. But he was instructed by Russia to kill JFK. So basically the idea, I don't know like how proven this is. I didn't see any evidence that was like, and this is why. So I'm just going to give you the information and y'all can do the research. (laughs) Um, But basically, allegedly, the Soviets recruited Oswald in 1957 when he was a Marine serving in Japan. And they claimed that in 1962 he was assigned to this jfk assassination plot but supposedly um around the time that this was going to be carried out um russia backed out but oswald refused to back down on the plan so he supposedly acted alone but was originally instructed by russia to do it that's such a a cop out yeah Yeah. like they're like hey can you kill this dude also we didn't say that (laughs) yeah I mean, I mean, there was no, there's, there was not a lot of whys in this theory that I found. Like, why would the Russia, why would Russia back out? Like, what was their reason for that? Right. Why would he still do it? Like, I guess pride, maybe. But it does go kind but of. But if you're like the, the obedient soldier, that doesn't make sense. He didn't. He was like the opposite of an obedient soldier. Like, that's why he jumped around all these countries and like. Either that, yeah. or he was actually extremely obedient to the U.S., which is possibly what his story actually is. Because he did, I mean, remember, like, we've talked about this briefly, but when he went to Russia, there's the idea, according to the CIA, that he was defecting. However, there's also the idea that he caused a lot of problems for Russia. He was a very smart radar tech. He actually did a lot of work for us in Japan. And then he brought over our secrets, apparently, to Russia. But that caused multiple, like, multiple planes for them to go down. So, so maybe it was something where the CIA was like, oh, wait, you're bad, leave us, and he defects to Russia to then help them. It's like, yeah, it's like and a double agent And then let back thing. into, yeah, yeah. America. Mm-hmm. They, they just let him right back in after he's like, I'm going to share secrets with Russia. Yeah. It sounds a little suspicious, yeah. honestly. <laughs> yeah. It sounds a little bit suspicious. Um, yeah, but I mean, it, it would make sense in that case, unfortunately, uh, just to throw on top of that what conspiracy theorists would. Uh, Russia, if they were involved in the plot, would probably want to call him incompetent, saying, oh, he didn't do it because they wouldn't want to be involved with it. Right. So that would make sense. However, it's, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that, but we'll get to that part later. Now, there is one more government to talk about. The most important government, obviously, as everyone knows, the world government. The world government. The world government. The secret world government. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about what really happened. (laughs) Everyone take a seat. (laughs) All right. Done. So when you hear the word Illuminati, (laughs) 
obviously you immediately think, oh, okay, JFK assassination. Like they just go hand in hand. But what do you guys think when you hear the word Illuminati? Like, um, what would your definition be? I think of national treasure. I think That's of Jay Z. All right, all right. Yeah. Triangles. Okay, all right. All very good. <laughs> the Devil Star. Yeah, the Devil Star. That's, that's what I'm thinking. So, in this in this kind of sense, Jackie is actually the most accurate. National treasure, baby. So we're talking about people who are like wealthy people, like Nicolas Cage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nicolas Cage, who. I always think of Tomb Raider, because, like, she fights the Illuminati there to get the stupid triangle of time or whatever, but, you know, it's, it's all the same thing. Oh, in yeah, this I sense, forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Illuminati are wealthy men with an active interest in keeping the economy working in their favor. So... Isn't that just the U.S. government? I mean... <laughs> that's, a, that's every organization. <laughs> right. But, specifically, those invested in the Federal Reserve. So... There is a meme that was going around several years ago that I will share with you all, and we will put it on the newsletter. And basically, it says, these are the only two presidents who ever attempted to end the Federal Reserve banking cartel. What else do they have in common? And it's a picture of President Lincoln and President Kennedy. Now, this has been quote-unquote debunked. I'm going to tell you why it might be a little more accurate than you think. President Kennedy, in a speech that you can talk, or you can actually look up, um, he was talking about maybe changing the power that the Federal Reserve held to um, mo moving it over to the Secretary of Treasury so that it was more under like the presidential authority and specifically um, Executive Order 11110 was issued by President John F. Kennedy on June 4th, 1963. Um, so yeah, this delegated um, the Secretary of the Treasury, the President's authority to issue silver cer certificates. Um, so what they were trying to do is shift away a little bit from the idea of like debt to the reserve to a more standardized like silver, yeah, the silver certificates or whatever like that under the Gold Reserve Act. These silver issue certificates um, were, if needed, allowed to be used during the transition period um, so that they could eliminate Federal Reserve notes. So this is all very, like, this was a, a process that was beginning to happen under John F. Kennedy. Now, people say that this meme is incorrect because, oh, there was no Federal Reserve when President Lincoln existed. However, Yes, the name Federal Reserve did not exist, but a national bank that was essentially run the same was, did exist. So um, within this, okay, so the Federal Reserve System was established in 1913. Prior to the Federal Reserve System, there had been a national bank. So the na there were actually two national banks. The first bank of the U.S., which was chartered from 1791 to 1811, and the second bank of the U.S. chartered from 1816 to 1836. Great naming. Yeah, right? First number and second bank. And number one and number two. And then the Federal Reserve. But so these ones prior to that, yeah, or like prior to that, the Federal Reserve, there were the national banks. And another president who had tried to end the national banks, Andrew Jackson, also had two assassination attempts on his life. So all three presidents that had anything to do with the Federal Reserve, aka the Illuminati, had either assassination attempts or were assassinated. 
There is, of course, people fighting against this. One of my favorite quotes is, the wildest accusation against the Fed is that it was involved in Kennedy's assassination, which I think is very poignant. Like, why would why would you say that? Why would you be like, yeah, this is the That's craziest thing. That's absolutely the wildest. Like, what? Not that there's aliens or right? magic bullets no. or- No, no. The wildest accusation is that the Fed is involved with Kennedy's assassination. Yeah. So, <laughs> excuse me. Um, obviously, people who like hear that think that's hilarious because if you look at yeah the executive order, like maybe he wasn't trying to totally destroy the Federal Reserve, but it would have taken away a lot of their power. And Lincoln tried to do the same thing. So um, yeah, Lincoln approached or like during the Civil War. Um, Lincoln needed money to finance stuff, and so he went to the bank, and the bankers offered him loans at crazy interest rates, and so he was like, fuck that, and so it put like that on his plate of getting rid of, yeah, the, the big, you know, Federal Reserve that existed, the first bank of the U.S. or whatever. Um, so he was saying on here, Lincoln approached Congress about passing a law to authorize the U.S. printing of treasury notes. Um, and then is quoted to have said, we gave the people of this republic the greatest blessing they ever had, their own paper money to pay their debts. Um, so he printed over 400 million greenbacks, debt-free and interest-free, and paid the soldiers, the U.S. government employees, and bought war supplies with this money. Um, so apparently, you know, the people in, in power and in money did not like this. And shortly after, we all know what happened. So it's interesting that we can say, oh, there's like this kind of why. The only thing that is not really answered is the who. So we can say, oh, it's like the Illuminati or whatever, but that doesn't necessarily tell us, oh, this person at this point was kind of ready to fire a gun. So it kind of gives credence to the theory of there was like a million people there that were just ready to <laughs> yeah. kill Kennedy. Like over here's the CIA, over here's the mafia, over here's the Illuminati. Like. Everyone had a gun aimed at Kennedy and they were ready to fire. We're all right. Just a bomb in his car for an extra precaution. <laughs> I mean, if they needed it, right? Just a guy in the tree, just like with the little button, just waiting for everybody just, else yeah, to fail. for the umbrella man to signal and let him know. Maybe yeah. that's what we're missing for, that they're not willing to show us is that the autopsy hasn't been shown to us because they actually killed him when they did the autopsy. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> he was still alive. They were like, <laughs> put a pillow. <laughs> but then they reported it for some reason. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? But it's clear that the Illuminati is who killed president, obviously. Killed multiple presidents and attempted to kill a third. I'm just saying. Da -da. That is interesting. I mean, it is legitimately interesting that like, Lincoln and JFK were both two presidents that were trying to change, like make huge infrastructure, changes in yeah. the U.S. Yeah, exactly. Like really bold infrastructure changes that, and they both are the only two to have ever been, yeah, assassinated. Also by like kind of incompetent people, supposedly. <laughs> supposedly. I mean, yeah. If, I mean, if what you believe is, you know, like collectively, it does seem like JFK really like like he wanted to take away funding from the CIA and yeah. he wanted to make changes to the Federal Reserve. And, and both of these presidents are wanted presidents to end an like, entire war. Yeah. And they didn't want wars. They would have changed the entire future of the country had they lived. But they didn't. I mean, Lincoln, actually Lincoln and JFK both did in theory because Lincoln with the Civil War uh, and JFK specifically with the Bay of Piglets. The Bay of Piglets 
was a failure. A lot of people, again, like we've mentioned, a lot of people try and claim now that it was JFK's plan. It was not. It was something that was very obviously, it's already been proven, was instituted before he was ever president. It was on Richard Nixon's back. But what JFK refused to do, as we've said in this episode, is add a little bit more resources to that. So because he didn't do that, it fell apart. And that's honestly why the Bay of Piglets didn't work, is because it just didn't have the resources that Nixon would have given it. So JFK basically let it fail, knowing that's what would happen. Now, to be fair, that's a dick move, because a lot of people died. Uh, I mean, yeah. He could have just canceled it, but he also... I mean, I get it. He was coming off of the Nixon administration. I know Nixon was not president, just in case anyone wants to yell at the yell at whatever you're listening to right now. Uh, <laughs> Nixon was not president at the time. He was vice president. He might as well have been president. But yeah, so in this, there's a there's a book actually um, that kind of talks about this specific like Federal Reserve theory called Crossfire by Jim Mars, which I did not read. So. Um, but it talks about, you know, the theory that Kennedy was trying to regain power from the Federal Reserve and that, you know, forces opposed to such, such action might have played at least some part in the assassination. Um, specifically in this book, he is quoted as saying, um, the responsible parties in this theory are billionaires, power brokers, and bankers working in tandem with the CIA and other sympathetic agents of the government. Mm-hmm. So CIA, Illuminati, it's all the same. They're all together. Yeah. That's kind of what it's starting to sound like to me. Yeah. Everyone was kind of involved in some way. It sounds like there was literally everyone there was holding a gun for a different reason. Yeah, Yeah, I just found, like, this other KGB thing um, from just government archives, and it is talking about the 13th Division of, like, component of the KGB that is just for assassinations and sabotage. It's like, I don't know, you could find evidence for anything. What are some of our honorable mentions that we didn't talk about? So, I'm not sure how correct (laughs) this... Like, again, it's hard when you're doing conspiracy theory research because, like, sources are just sometimes so sketch. Yeah. Uh, it could just be some madman that yeah. a single got a website yeah. that like <laughs> we try our best. That's for although sure. I love the single domain sites. Yeah. they crack me up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you never know sometimes. <laughs> so there's a an article out there about how J Edgar Hoover wrote a memo saying that the government needed to convince the public of that of all's well. Oswald being the real assassin, which I feel like we kind of have already talked about. But what we haven't touched on is that it has been recorded by J. Edgar Hoover that LBJ believed that Kennedy was behind the assassination of the South Vietnamese president who died on the 3rd of November, I believe, like only a few weeks before. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of known that there was like a coup uh, by the South Vietnamese generals and who kind of organized it. I don't know much about this era of Vietnamese history, but apparently a month before President Diem's, I think that's how you say it, that's the South Vietnamese president at the time, before his assassination, the generals were planning a coup and had told the CIA that they would overthrow their government if they could be assured that American aid would help uh, them with the overthrow. And Kennedy confirmed that it would. So I'm not sure why they would retaliate, but maybe he didn't make All good on through. his yeah, yeah, maybe he didn't make good on his promise. Uh, so 
LBJ truly believed that Kennedy's murder was payback for that and that he was assassinated by South Vietnamese. Just another man with a gun. And and he said that this was just justice. And I don't know. It's just like, I'm not sure. What a terrible thing to say. Yeah, exactly. Especially like just to just to say it just you know it out there yeah and i don't know like i didn't see anything else about this so i'm not sure but it's just it's so interesting because i just feel like lbj would just kind of blame it on anyone at, yeah. at a certain point because he just pointing the fingers and no mm-hmm. one looks at you yeah exactly yeah. yeah maybe it was him then um yeah that so that was pretty much it yeah so Vietnam is now in the pile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's also this story about something called the Cambridge Call, where there was this call that came in to a local, a, a British newspaper that said there was going to be some big news in the U.S., and then they just kind of hung up. And this was 25 minutes before Kennedy was shot. Oh, I, I have something else about this too. If if you're finished, sorry. Um, yeah, I don't remember quite a lot about it, but like I know that that's the weird thing. That was so the entirety it, of the message. Was just like there's gonna be some. Big it was news. like it was like one sentence, right? It was just like there's gonna be some big news in the U.S. Interesting. Why call this place? Like what the. That fuck? the Cambridge the caller said the Cambridge news reporter should call the American embassy in London for some big news and then hung up. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't know the name of the person. So, the th- other thing I found was that this Cambridge call was reported by conspiracy theorist Michael Adows, Ed- mm-hmm. who was a British lawyer, which I don't know why all these lawyers are being called conspiracy theorists, but <laughs> he had claimed that a CIA document mentioned the call. And what's really interesting about that is that is about Michael Adows or whatever his name is, is that he wrote a book in 1992 that alleged that Kennedy's assassin was not Lee Harvey Oswald, but a Soviet imposter who took his identity. And it gained so much traction that they actually supposedly dug up Lee Harvey Oswald's body in 1981, which that makes no sense because he wrote the book in 1992. Yeah. So maybe this... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fucking article doesn't understand anything but the autopsy yeah. confirmed that it was oswald so i don't know how fucking right that is because it sounds really I sketch mean, he, you know took his identity travel. but yeah there we go took mm-hmm. his identity but then they caught the real lee harvey oswald in the movie theater while mm-hmm. the other one escaped and took off his skin mask and i like to think that the guy who performed the dna test on the body of lee harvey oswald was just lee harvey oswald in a mustache oh that's yes. all it was oh yeah, yeah. this this is him. Yep. Guys. Can confirm. I would like to say, so there was supposed to be big news in 1963, right, with the Cambridge call. Now, that could mean a lot of things. Now, there were yeah. some huge inventions that literally changed the course of history in 1963. Instant coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh, Changed baby. the world. The hang glider. Oh, okay. Now, we are we all know Leonardo da Vinci got that. Yeah. But... Yeah, like, <laughs> but what is one of the biggest things that's ever come out of, ni- out of 1963, guys? I want to say sliced bread, but I know that's not true. That was way before that. <laughs> wow. Uh, you're way off there. Um, that was like the 20s. The lava lamp. 
Oh. World changing. Oh my God. We've never had a, the same that world since. That highlighted a whole era. Yeah. yeah. A decade. Yeah. yeah. And the Lava Lamp creator said that it was something that was never going to go away because it signified rebirth. So... It's the Phoenix Lamp. It is the Phoenix Lamp. <laughs> oh also, the computer mouse was invented that time, too. So all, you know. all of these are vitally important to national security, so I get it. Yeah. Also, yeah, I mean, Weight Watchers, too. My God. Liter guys, there were plenty of things that were going to change the world. Um, <laughs> anyway, the, the call is... A very strange coincidence, and it doesn't really sound like anybody's figured out. Is the timeline else. like certain set that it was twenty five minutes before? Yeah, they have a memo of it, and they basically calculated, you know, the time difference that it was about twenty five minutes before. Mm -hmm. And so, did they call the they NSC and they is. were like confused as fuck until twenty five minutes later? <laughs> I don't know if they even called the embassy. It just oh. like. I think it was like after the fact. Gotcha. They, they realized. Okay. They realized like I don't know what this big news is. Like this is probably a prank call or something. And they were like, Oh my God, Kennedy's dead. When Maybe. did that happen? Maybe. Fuck. <laughs> Hear me out. Oswald, who had mafia connections, hmm. knew that the assassination was going to happen. He had an idea that he might become a patsy, so he let them know that something big was going to happen. He so then he used that watching? as a setup so that he could tell people later that he was the one who made that call because he was trying to set himself up for a defense. So he knew about it, though. That's a terrible way to set yeah. yourself up for a defense. He did worse, actually, I think. Well, like, why would you call the British? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because no one else will listen, okay? <laughs> the British are just not going to listen. Honestly, I probably I think it was probably something to do with lava lamps. I'm gonna go that route. Yeah, it changed. I like to believe so. It changed the world. It also first appeared in media in British media. It actually appeared first in Doctor Who in a Daleks episode. So, anyway, uh, so that's. So maybe they were trying to tell something about time. They were like, guys, time travelers, lava lamp, Doctor Who, time traveler, Kennedy assassination. Climb out of the rabbit hole <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> Take some, take a breath of fresh air for a minute. There is a uh, New York Times article that Oswald's body is exhumed, and an autopsy confirms identity. And this was in 1981. So, I'm not exactly sure who's behind that. Maybe the maybe the theory got traction, and then he wrote the book, or maybe I. Maybe the yeah, maybe he released an article first and then made it a book. Mm -hmm. I've seen that happen a lot. Yeah, before. that's true. Maybe it just got so popular oh, that's possible. to then make a book. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay, so I think that's pretty much everything we've got. Right? That's we've <laughs> that's gone over a lot. It's not everything yeah. involved. It's honestly not. There, there is conspiracy after conspiracy after conspiracy. We are possibly getting new documents coming in in October. Hopefully, we can just end this mystery with these new documents. Uh, obviously, it'll take a couple of years to pour over them. There's like 55,000 documents, so yeah, it's not going to end. It's not going to tell people do it. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to end in October, but it will hopefully. If they come out in October, it'll end within the next year or two. Yeah, maybe and we'll see. Clarity. Yeah. yeah, the House Committee on Assassination said if the public ever saw it, then they would actually understand what happened. So there are people out there who have known what happened for years now. Yeah, and it's interesting that if it, you know, if it very clearly says what they say it does, like, why not release that? Mm -hmm. Sorry, I looked up I looked up the book because I was really curious about that date and it actually was published in 1977. Oh, okay. So that makes no, sense. I wouldn't add it to the reading list because it does have a 2.4 out of 5. Gotcha. Mm, it's gotcha. a conspiracy book. Most conspiracy books do. 
Um, but yeah, so we, so like, if you ever want to delve into this, there is more to delve into. We've gone over the biggest points, the most important points, and also some of the ones that aren't the most important points. But for the most part, we've gone over the ones that people have believed in the most. Um, there's always going to be more conspiracy theories out there. I'm sure there's plenty of different ones. I'm sure there's people who believe that Jackie Kennedy shot JFK. Like, there's probably plenty of people that believe plenty I'm of I'm sure things. that new conspiracies are born every day. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. In the well, there's a new documentary that just came out, and right. it's not available to watch for yeah. us yet. So we'll we don't even know what that says. Yeah. Mm. So that that is also coming out. So there's plenty of stuff coming out, but that's what we've got for you. So what does everybody believe? Where are we starting? Yeah. Is everyone here in the majority? I mean, do we all believe it's a conspiracy? And in, in some yes. ways, I mean, yeah. do we think that the Warren Commission is wrong? Absolutely. Yes. I think that's the easiest. (laughs) Like, if you've listened to all three episodes with us and you don't think the Warren Commission is wrong, then there's no convincing you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, maybe maybe look at the newsletter. And look at yourself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look at yourself. Read the newsletter in front of a mirror and just really, really consume that information. Print it Um, out. Yeah. Have it there. Yeah, and actually, if you go to the National Archives, you can read the entire Warren Commission report, and the more you read, the less you'll be convinced that it's real, so yeah. that it's fact. And then once again, check out that you know image that we have of the bullet that makes the turn for the Warren Commission. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, take yeah. a look at that side-by-side side with where he would have shot the second yes. bullet from. Yeah. Yeah, just go ahead and take a look at both of those, <laughs> and you tell us what you think happened, because it's absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what... What do you believe, Ali? We'll start. Well, something's obviously going on. Yeah, I think the the two shooter thing is pretty clear. Um, Just like we've proven on multiple different perspectives that you just like literally physically can't shoot that gun that fast. So like, there's more than one gun. End of story. Like, (laughs) yeah, they found two different bullets, even though that was yes bunged from. I'm just saying, like, even like you physically just cannot even shoot that gun that fast. So. There's something there with that. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows how many of these things actually overlap? But mm-hmm. it, to me, it kind of sounds like a lot of this is a little bit of everything, and that's not something that I really saw pop up as a theory. Is like maybe these are all connected somehow. I mean, evil dines with evil, so maybe the KGB enlisted the mob to enlist Oswald and. <laughs> And the mafia <laughs> join in because they just like to create chaos. And then they called France, and then France called the UK. And the CIA was and involved. And the was like, "Hey, we'll fund it." And <laughs> yeah, and it just kind of and Jackie went Kennedy down that is way. like, "I'm gonna look the other way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until I have to find his brain matter." Then I'll look that way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dive on the back of the car. <sighs> oh my god. Okay. So there's a part of me, a rational part, that really just feels like the bodyguard did it. Like after mm-hmm. Serena, that's just true. That's that. also a very compelling. That theory. one's just super compelling because of the realistic component of it. The only thing that really makes it hard to believe is that is LBJ and the Warren Commission together. Like how adamant him and J Edgar Hoover were to force the public to believe something. And if it was just the bodyguard, I feel like they wouldn't have gone to the lengths that they did Mm -hmm. um, and hidden as much as possible. Yeah, it's like clearly not just a simple answer. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So maybe maybe it was the bodyguard, but, you know, maybe he was mafia or KGB or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's a possibility. Um, 
And I also think LBJ is super suspicious in all of this. I think he knew something. Yeah. He definitely, yeah, definitely knew something. He was like aware of, of something that was going on. Even if he didn't know the outcome, like, yeah, he knew something was going on. Mm-hmm. Lyndon Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> Lyndon Bezos. <laughs> Lyndon better be explaining himself. I don't um, think he can anymore. You're right. Yeah, he can't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, it, it could be really anyone or a little bit of everyone because it seemed like Kennedy just upset a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly thought the mafia one was another realistic one because mm-hmm. of the way that he upset them. It seems like it's, it makes sense why they retaliated. Yeah. Or why they had a plan to kill both of the Kennedys. And because Bobby Kennedy was also killed, I feel like they have to be connected in yeah. some way. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's definitely just a conspiracy with the Kennedys in general. Yeah. Like, something's right. going on that they somebody wants all of them dead. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So I, I kind of feel the same as Jackie. Like, the bodyguard theory is so compelling for me. That, like, when I heard it, I was like, yeah, absolutely. But after we've kind of gone over all the information, the one thing that sticks with me is that the reason that, you know, the bodyguard would have accidentally fired is because the car stopped after shots were fired. Mm -hmm. So someone shot first, whether that's, you know, Oswald taking his shitty pot shots, like, at the car or whatever, and that's what causes commotion, and then things just go really poorly from there. I'm not sure. Um, You know, watching, like... The videos and and seeing that like i feel like there has to be yeah multiple things going on yeah that's so what I, i'm saying is yeah. like as a baseline there's more yeah. than one gun yeah like, what do you guys think is the likelihood that lee harvey oswald isn't involved in all at all or wasn't involved at all i think it's pretty likely that he was a patsy I think, yeah being patsy. He was a patsy. but that he actually did any of the shots i feel like that's i don't low think percentage he, i don't Very think low he percentage. took a shot i feel yeah. like if he was one of the people to take a shot it was. It didn't hit. Not none of the shots that he would have like maybe taken hit. But and I doubt that's why he was enjoying a coke afterwards. He yeah, said, it wasn't me. I didn't hit him. Whatever. So it's just a, attempted. I think a good way to look at it too is there's definitely some kind of conspiracy going on in terms of the murder. So yeah. it, it definitely is more than one shooter. I yeah. think it's it's yeah. impossible to say that it was just one shooter. But more than anything, if you're setting up with a group and it's two shooters. You're not going to put the man at the furthest distance who has the hardest shot. You're not going to put Oswald there because he just missed a shot from a fence from a man who was standing still in front of a window. No one's going to trust him to make that shot. So even if he had wanted to, which I don't think he did, even if he had wanted to, I don't think anyone would have put him in that position. He's only good as a patsy because of all the connections that he has. He's no amazing sharpshooter, sniper, you know, none of that. But you can throw him under the bus because the CIA already had dirt on him. Yeah, and people, like, kind of didn't like him because he was a Marxist. Oh, my God. But then you can twist it into communism. Exactly, yeah. And the red scare, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. He was a Marxist, and I don't want to read what that is. (laughs) So if I had to guess, I would say that it was, like, the bodyguard accidentally... And then I really, really think it's odd that the CIA would be like, we never killed anyone. That's always odd, yeah. So I I would maybe say, like, it definitely was, like, a group thing going on outside of it. And I think that, the like, the final, the, like, the real kill shot was an accident. So. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's a fair theory. I feel like we can all agree that the Warren Commission isn't factual perfect, and yeah. that, uh, that Lee Harvey Oswald... Was a, it's a lot of it's just so easy to disprove that it's like not even worth 
looking at. Mm-hmm. Cam, so. what's your con- decision? Belief? Uh, Conspiracy theory? Yeah. I think one of the easiest ways to look at it is just the Occam Razor theory, which is, it's the simplest one, honestly, which is the, the mob. The mob is the one that consistently threatened the lives of mm-hmm. both FKs. And because of that, it just seems so likely that they definitely killed both FKs. Both of them died in mysterious circumstances. Both of them died from public gunshots. Both of them should have been protected, but weren't. Oswald also exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Yes, Oswald had mob ties. He wasn't protected. I mean, you can go and watch, like we'll put up the newsletter which has pictures, but like if you want, go watch the killing. Like if you can stomach it, go watch Oswald's killing because he is covered in cops. He is covered in security until the moment they walk into a room with the shooter. And then the only security he has are the two people that are holding him from being able to move. By the side. Yep. From the sides. They're literally yeah. holding his arms back. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing he can do. He wouldn't have been able to escape if he wanted to. Yeah. He was going to get shot. So I think it's kind of a weird situation. I definitely think Oswald was a patsy. I don't really think he did it. It would be kind of nice if the papers that need to be released could clear his name because I think at the end of the day that would be great for his family if nothing else but I don't think there's any evidence that shows that he did it other than the fact that he worked in that building and remember they said they found a different gun originally and I honestly kind of believe they found a different gun Mm -hmm. and also that there was a witness who gave a different description than Oswald to begin with and Oswald wasn't like like caught at the scene of the crime of killing the officer and so many witness statements have you know gun smoke there they heard shots from different places like so many things that point so much in, yes <laughs> in the world of like the mob doing this and all that kind of stuff i if there's a any possibility which i actually don't think there is but if there is any possibility that he did shoot the cop which he said he did and i actually don't think he did but even if he did, I am wondering whether or not the cop was in someone's pocket as well. Because we already know that the cops of the city had been in other people's pockets. Yeah. We have a strip club owner who literally never went to prison for anything that he did. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he is the one who ends up shooting yeah. Oswald. And he had like a, a accusation, or he had been arrested like eight times. Or right. Yeah. And corrupt cops just arresting him and then maybe driving him somewhere where he wasn't going to be found again. Texas? No. In the 60s with the mob, that's not a surprising <laughs> factor at all so even if he had shot the cop i don't really know if that's more like a i shot the president and now i'm freaking out i don't really think it is i it just i don't know it doesn't really seem like oswald also i don't think he's a good enough shot i really don't yeah i really don't who is a good he might not have been a good person you know that could be true but he definitely wasn't a good shot so and also he didn't have really that bad of ideals he wasn't really that bad of a guy in general he actually wanted a lot of like peace among like the classes he wanted the class system to run down a lot of the stuff that people are trying to do now Oswald yeah. was doing back in the do, 60s. Do you know of any of any shooters who was like, Marxism? <laughs> I don't fucking know a single one. It's not a typical <laughs> thing. That thing no, if you're Marxist, you're not shooting things up. Yeah. I mean, that's just a fact, I feel like. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I'm shooting in the name of Marxism. No. I, I think there's a good chance that the mob was involved. I just think that the killing of the other FK, FK was the kind of like the linchpin there. Yeah. yeah that does totally. feel pretty. Yeah. Compelling, yeah. But yeah, uh, but let us know what you think because everybody thinks something different. Again, a lot of people think it was the driver. Guys, it wasn't the driver. <laughs> it wasn't the yeah. driver. I don't. Please, if you walk out of this 
know two things. I feel the really Warren Commission bad. is wrong, and it wasn't the fucking driver. It wasn't the driver. I feel so bad for the driver. I know, because the guy he's sitting next to has a shiny head, so yeah. he gets blamed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, make sure you check out the newsletter, because there'll be plenty of pictures to see. And this one, a lot of those are kind of important. It's important to see that perspective and to see the S that a bullet can yes. take. Yep. Yeah, yep. to see the bullet matrix itself. Yep. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Well, I'm now just thinking that the poor driver could compete and, mm-hmm. yeah, with the Umbrella Man for Guinness World Record of wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wrong time to... I love this bullet of, like, Kennedy obviously died from lack of brain matter. Quit blaming the gun, because my first thing God is, guns don't kill people, lack of brain matter kills people. God damn it. <laughs> it's like a poster. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, so make sure to check out the newsletter. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you checked out all three parts, thank you so much for doing that. If you didn't, go back and check out the other two parts. Uh, what are you doing here? Because there's, there's so much there. There's so much there. Um, but yeah, anyway, you can find us all over social media. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Uh, and then, of course, as we said, we have the newsletter. Don't miss anything. Goodreads. Goodreads. There's going to be a lot for this one. That's true. There is a lot for this one. I also, the donation page. Give me your money. Oh, yeah. ladder for the kids in the back. <laughs> uh, there's also a donation page, uh, you know, because we're poor, broke people. Give yeah. us your money. It's it's just a little tip jar. It mostly just tra- keeps us from trying to put ads on the show. So if you can, it helps. If not, that's totally cool. We want you to support us anyway. Just but just know that if so. we put ads on here, it was directly your fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The there's... address for that is Kofi. Uh, that's ko-fi.com slash conspiracy. What? And you can give us 50 cents or $300. I don't really care. <laughs> 50 cents is a slap in the face. <laughs> 50 cents is a fine take. It. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm Cameron. I'm Allie. I'm Jackie. And I'm Serena. Don't put your baby in the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, remember to always say sushes and don't put your baby in a dishwasher. I guess that's the takeaway from this episode. Also, don't maybe, trust the government. Maybe be careful where you're protesting because if the president gets shot, you might get blamed. That's fair. So, maybe don't protest in the president's liquor. Don't wear a black coat with an umbrella coat, yeah. in Texas heat, guys. Don't do that. Stay sushes. Okay, bye. Bye.